Ray Mysterio. Yes. What inspiration did you take from Jack Black and Nacho Libre? Everything. <laughs> Breaking into the business, I felt very intimidated just because I was so tiny. Not like I've grown so much after then. <laughs> it says here, in 1997, you were dating Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> About a week. <laughs> it hurts me to see this father-son tribulation right. happening. I'm hoping this is just a phase. Dom's in his emo phase. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started, I guess. I guess with this You can't podcast. just be that nonchalant about it. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I think I'm over these 11 a.m. podcasts. This is horrible. It's the worst I thing feel ever. completely different than usual right now. I look different, I feel like, too. <laughs> you look <laughs> insane, dude. What is that mask you're wearing? It's a, well, it's a luchador mask. We have, we have we have the greatest luchador of all time in in the arena nah, today. Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah, we do. But guys, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. We're tired. We're in Los Angeles. We're luchadors. Uh, it's a WWE episode. If you saw WrestleMania this past two weeks, <laughs> uh, who didn't see it, dude? Let's be honest. Everybody saw it. It's not if. You, you probably saw highlights. You saw it. You probably saw highlights. But we don't know what's going to happen yet because it hasn't happened yet, but you do. And we have uh, one of the biggest superstars in the WWE and potentially wrestlers ever here in the house today. I'm, I'm going to read this intro. I was just saying it's crazy that we have him. Also, I do want to say this. You said you said like these 11 a.m. podcasts. There's like people at home that go to work at like six in the morning. No, like, are they fucking serious? No, I know. Like, dude, we're gonna get up for noon. <laughs> like, what? It just sucks. You got to be on. Yeah, because I don't turn on to like one p.m. Me either. either. I'm not. A yeah, member. I hate more. I know. I was told it was gonna change when I got older. I was told like the older I got. I'd be okay with waking up earlier, yeah. and I'm just not. No, because even those people that are like, dude, I have to be at work at 6, they're not talking to anybody until after lunch. Why would you? The last thing I want to do is ever talk to somebody in the morning. The last thing I ever want to do is talk to <laughs> anyone, anyone ever. ever. Yeah, because you're antisocial now. <laughs> I'm antisocial. <laughs> it's a WWE Super Show. WrestleMania is in the rear view, but these superstars are all-timers. Later, we have Edge joining us, but right now is a man who changed wrestling forever by ushering in the WWE era of cruiserweights and is the face of Lucha Libre-style wrestling around the globe. He is Mr. 619 and the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame. Ooh. It is Rey Mysterio. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's up, bro? Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Ray. Dude, you, you, hold on. I gotta, this get up is amazing. The mask, the shirt, you even walked in with Strawberry Watermelon Prime. Yo. <laughs> this is incredible. Wow. Dude, it's an honor. Yeah. So, uh, headphones are optional if you want. I, I, I prefer them on podcast. And this is, we can just, well, yeah, we could just do. We look like a team. We look like a team right now, dude. <laughs> we do. I, I wanted to ask you, Ray, because uh, we thought it would be funny if we wore these, you know, and like, and the audience would be like, "Oh, they're wearing luchador masks." Like Ray, are we being disrespectful to Mexican culture? Not at all. You know how many uh, uh, fans go to Mexico, and the first thing they look for is a mask. Really. The Rey Mysterio mask too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so got it's, that merch. It's, it's, <laughs> it's part of uh, it's part of the culture, man. It's it's in a way it's it's you guys showing respect to to lucha libre. And I also feel okay doing it because you gave me these masks. <laughs> this one you skinned a hamster for. Yes, I killed it myself too. <laughs> 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 Looks no, like Kong. The, <laughs> 
old Pomeranian. <laughs> R.I.P. But I uh, know you gave me this mask, this Pokemon custom Pokemon mask, because I found this interesting. The guy who makes your masks now, correct me if I'm wrong, found you in Japan and was like, hey, try my masks on it. And yeah. well, you guys have been working together for uh, what, uh, over a decade now. 96, man. I went to Japan for the first time in 96. And uh, I was in the locker room changing. And they came up to me like, Ray, there's somebody outside that, that uh, wants to speak to you. Like, I don't know anybody here. No, yeah. I walk out. It's Hayashi, who I met for the first time, uh, breaks out an outfit and he says, please, can you wear this tonight? So uh, he goes, but once you wear it, I made two masks. The one, the mask that you wrestle in, just, I would love to have that one, but I made an extra one. I said, I don't think it's going to fit me. Uh -huh. And he made it to a T, man. It fit perfect. He's good. And ever since, man, we've been working together. Good. So he, when he found out that you were around WWE, he's like, ah, oh, Logan. He goes, I need to make a mask for him. Please connect me, connect Same. me. So he made that mask for you, it's man. It's so good. The Charizard Pokemon mask, and it fits like, it's so snug. Yeah. Okay, good. Do you feel comfortable with it? Super, except I'm going to take it did off. He make this, did he make this one too? Or is no, this that, just so like, that's uh, two of my uh, costume designers. The guy in Mexico made that one, uh, Busio, and the guy in uh, Japan. It's funny because this is the first time I've ever worn like a mask on this show. It, it gives you a completely different vibe. Totally, like I could totally. be like I can be whoever I want yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, when you I was reading the intro, yeah. normally you know how I messed those up. Yeah, I felt so comfortable because you were in character. I, I didn't feel like anyone was judging me. That's a good parlay though, and a good question. Do you do you feel like you have two? I would assume completely distinct characters, one with, one without. Yeah, I, I feel like when I put the mask on, I turn into Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but uh, but then at, at times I also. Ask myself, what, what's really the difference between me without the mask? I just become a family man. I'm a husband. I'm a father, brother, son. You know, but overall, um, the representation for me of the mask has been in my family for six generations. You know, six decades. I'm sorry. Six decades. And, uh, you know, I grew up watching my uncle at the age of six years old, you know, back in the early 80s. So... This is something I always wanted to do. Is that why you continue to wear it to this day? Because, I, I mean, maybe I'm a little jaded, but I think most people would want that facial recognition, right? Like like that, that you're, you're essentially anonymous. If you don't know what you look like under the mask, are people recognizing you in public? So the, the time that I wrestled in WCW from 96 to 2001, I lost the mask against Kevin Nash. I know, I want to get yeah. into that as well. Okay, so, yeah, so, yeah. so that was the only time that I wrestled without the mask, and I really wasn't comfortable. Like, I didn't want to go through that phase. Yeah. Because I really, back then, I really protected my face. Yeah. You didn't really see me without the mask, or I would kind of be away from the group when we all traveled together, so they wouldn't recognize me. But uh, when I came to WWE, it's like machine here with WWE, the yeah. way they, they promote and just put the mask out there. And that's something that WCW never took advantage of. So that's why I came back with the mask and now it's been. But also he like, the mask is so him that that like technically is his face. You know what I'm saying? Like that became well, like your. Well, that's why it's so interesting. Like um, a lot of these WWE superstars go through the trials and tribulations of fame. I even saw uh, a video of uh, Rhea Ripley mm -hmm. recently, like just getting <laughs> hounded by fans at an airport and, and 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 it happens to me too but i didn't know this was like a a common theme like these um these fans with posters and pictures of you will, will chase you around they'll, they'll yeah. track your flight numbers and tail numbers and show up where you <laughs> are and then there's like 10 of them and then they multiply when you're there and 
it can get a little overwhelming. Yeah. But since, I mean, the WWE fans do, but like most people don't know what you actually look like and then, unless they're Googling a picture. Are you dealing with the implications of facial recognition fame? So right, right before Rhea ran into that incident, I ran into one very similar, like a month before that. And they hit me up. I got off of one flight and was going to my connection. I was running late. Yeah. So uh, there was like, I don't know, maybe six fans with a bunch of Funko Pop cardboard. I hear, I hear they buy tickets to flights just to get past the security gate, find their superstars, yes. and then re get their tickets refunded. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're, we're talking That's $25, $30 tickets. The dedication, <laughs> The 29E tickets. <laughs> so I'm, I'm never, I never deny an autograph or a picture. Yeah. But when it's for stuff like that where they're profiting off of it, it's just like, what happened to the fans? You know, the fan base that collected an autograph yeah. or just felt felt uh, pride of getting something from you, whether it was a picture or an autograph. So, But I do get recognized, man. A lot uh, a lot of the fans from WCW times when uh, I wrestled without the mask, yep. those are the ones that spot me out. But you still, you even when you took off the mask, that was, that was what, 20 years ago? That was a long time ago. You, yes. were you were much younger. Way younger, yeah. And that moment when you do decide to take off the mask... I imagine was not what you wanted. Not at all. Not at all. It was there was a phase going in WCW with luchadores that were being unmasked. Ah. Juventud Guerrera, um, Jericho took off um, uh, Juventud's mask, and then they wanted to take off my mask at that match that I had in Halloween Havoc '97 against Eddie, yep. and we kind of fought for it, fought for it. They didn't. But shortly after that is when they took it off. And you know what? I, I actually think that if I wouldn't have lost my mask, I wouldn't have been through the phase of being, back then it was the giant killer. That's when I started mm. facing the bigger guys. Mm. So that kind of opened opened up a, like a new territory, new vision for, for guys to see me work with bigger talent. Back then I hardly did it. Really? Yeah. Like size-wise? Size-wise, until I lost a mask and I beat Kevin the next night. Yep is when I started face face Bam Bam Bigelow, so, Scott Norton. Yeah, so that was a phase. It created like an arc, like a redemption arc, because you were pissed off about the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But I'll tell you what, uh, that I believe might have opened up the eyes to WWE to eventually say, oi, we've never had small talent like Ray, but let's bring him over one day. Small talent. Yeah. Can we can we talk a little <laughs> bit about, uh, just for the audience that isn't familiar, about the the heritage of luchador what it means to mexico and like what you know how you how you brought that into your being like what it means to you to be a luchador so the 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 mask comes with the territory it's part of our culture the outfits the capes and believe it or not back in the early 1930s the first masked wrestler as much as i hate to hear this was an american who wore a mask for the first time in a Mexico. Gringo, a gringo. A gringo, exactly. <laughs> gringo loco, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then uh, after that, mask became part of our culture. You know, um, then we related a lot of our designs and our our outfits to Aztec and Mayans, you know, and and with time, mask became such a popular thing with, with Lucha Libre. For me, growing up around my uncle, like I would see him and I, I couldn't really comprehend what was going on. I would play with him at his house, play wrestle, help him pack his bags. We'd go uh, to the arenas Friday nights when he, when he would wrestle. I would get out of the car, he would put the mask on and he became somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then all the fans stormed him. Autograph, picture. I was like, fuck, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanna be yeah. a part of this. He took off the mask, nobody knew who he was. 
wild crazy the dichotomy and, of that is yeah, fascinating. And you kind of crazy. followed it up do, do you feel like a added amount of pressure obviously you don't know what the other side of it feels like but do you feel like an added amount of pressure like having a, a culture and a country kind of like on your back when you go to work every day like people that you have to kind of like really show up for my my passion for this sport has been very big from day one so i've never really especially at a young age i really didn't feel pressure at all i felt pressure carrying the name Ray Mysterio Jr. That was a lot of pressure for me because it wasn't just given to me. I had to earn it. You know, and after three years of, of being in the business, my uncle one day presented me with the name without expecting it. So that's when I really felt pressure of representing the name, the legacy of the Mysterio. And then after that, everything just started to come natural, man. And, and opportunities were starting to open up. And I would just, I would feel very confident working under pressure. What inspiration did you take from Jack Black and Nacho Libre? Everything. <laughs> Go to church every Sunday. <laughs> Dude, I That's awesome. I, I did I did some Lucha Libre uh -huh. wrestling yeah. Uh, yeah. as part of a show that I was doing called Logan Paul versus uh, yeah. back okay. in the day. And it was so hard. It was it was so hard. I actually tore my MCL doing it. That was the first time I tore my MCL. How long ago was this? 6 7 years ago. Okay, but now you've been in the WWE ring. So now you yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but that, well, this is what I wanted to ask because I remember at that time feeling like physical. I, right. I had the high school wrestling. I right. I like to work out, but I remember doing Lucha Libre and th entering thinking, oh, I, I feel like I could be good at this. Right. Then I started taking bumps and, and, and <laughs> they hurt so bad. So I don't really know like how I'm doing it now or is it a different style? And I guess my question is like, what is the difference between traditional Lucha Libre wrestling and WWE? I'll tell you the, the difference is the rings. Like the rings in Mexico are stiff, very really? stiff. Like you, you get a little bit of padding, uh, you get plyboards underneath yeah. and the leather <laughs> mat, that's it. So uh, uh, growing up with that style and in the rings that I wrestled in day in, day out was just crazy. Sometimes the ropes were shit and we had to make the best out of it, but it puts you through this, uh, through this test where let me see what I can pull off tonight with this ring. And every ring was different because we never had the same ring compared to WWE where we get the same ring every night. Yeah. It's a huge difference. And the support that this ring has. Hey, hey, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality of the best Price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on. Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. You don't want to spend a ton on headphones, that's a fact, but still want great quality because you might lose them, drop them, or just need more than one pair for your car, bag, or locker. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout with an easy and free return guarantee. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some of my favorite features of Raycon headphones are the custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, and they're water and sweat resistant, perfect for training. Go to buyraycon.com slash Logan today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That is buyraycon.com slash Logan to get 15% off your order. Now, back to the program. But overall, the, the, the style is... Much more fast pace, yeah. Much more fast pace, and a lot of a uh, lot of athletic ability, which I've seen you rock recently. So you know, and there's something that that springboard you did with Ricochet. Oh yeah, oh, that, that was, was fucking crazy, Thanks. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I get to do a lot of like fun, crazy moves in WWE, <laughs> but I mean, you've you've done all of them <laughs> before. <laughs> I have that one. I haven't done that. That one. Yeah. How to yeah, feel? But, uh, it was the landing hurt because I landed wrong. I I didn't. I, I thought he would hit me a little harder, right? And I could flat back it. Yeah. And I didn't. I I went bump butt back head. Yeah. And also I I suck at tucking my chin. Right. You're, what you do oh. is what you do is so difficult. There's so much to think about, and I haven't fully been able to comprehend all of it at once. Gotcha. And so I tear my MCL. I hit my head. Right. I got I got to like think about what I'm doing before I just send it. You know. When you overthink it is when you normally start to get injuries. Yeah. Uh, when you do when you do shit natural, just it just flows. But like that move that you did with Ricochet, there's really no right way to land. I mean, it's that's it what I found out impact. after the fact. Yeah. 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 They told me after they're like, that's one of those ones where you just you know brace for impact. <laughs> okay, man. But 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 Ray, this is my other question. You've been doing this for so long, right? You're entering the WWE Hall of Fame yeah. this weekend. Congrats, congrats. And, and, that's actually that's a, that's an applause. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's awesome, dude. And 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 we watched your documentary. Uh, uh, we loved it, and and you really are a legend in the sport. But as far as like your health goes and protecting your body, especially with the moves you do, mm. how have you been able to do it for this long? So right around 2014, my body was broken down. Our schedule was so heavy, and I feel like I needed a rest. So uh, I kind of separated a little bit from from the grind of every day. I ran into stem cells, stem cells. So nice. And ever since then, you know, that's no been my way. that's been my fountain of youth. No way. Where, yeah. where do, you, yeah, do you go to Columbia? So I, the first couple of times that I did it was actually here in L.A. Got yeah. It. And then uh, I got connected to the place in Columbia. Because Accelerator. Yeah. Bioaccelerator. Bio yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they shot me up like full body, both knees, ankle, shoulders, biceps. I have carpal tunnel. So wrists. Uh, my spine, they drew out fluid from my spine. Oh my oh, you're talking about millions of dollars of stem cell, dude. That's a <laughs> so lot. They're very expensive. Yeah, they are very expensive. But if, if, if you think about it, how much does Kobe, Kobe uh, how much does uh, LeBron. LeBron spend on... on uh, that article that article that said that he, he spent a million dollars a year yeah. or more just on his health yeah. really affected the way that I think about my vessel. Yeah. You know, mental and physical. Um, Man, health is really wealth. What's the value? I mean, what's the value of it? It's everything. Yeah. If you don't yeah, have it, you have course, nothing. So course. it's like you you should. What's your engine? What's yeah, that runs every day? Like, like a like a a healthy person wants ten thousand things. A sick it's person wants, wants one. one. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Right? True. Do do you do uh, systemic uh, uh, stem cells as well, where you just get them into your bloodstream? So, or is so, it yes. always localized? So, no, we do we do IV. So the treatment that I did was for a week, from Monday to Friday, and in that week. I was doing hyperbaric chamber. Everything. I was oh, doing uh, IV every other day. I was doing, uh, and then one day was just all the shots heavy. 
knees, like I said, shoulder. All the local the, stuff. The spine was very interesting because with the spine, I'm glad I didn't see the needle, but the needle was about this big. Yeah, yeah. I heard that one hurts. It Ugh. actually didn't hurt. Really? It didn't hurt. Did, it they, did, like, did they numb the area? So they numbed the area, they drew out the fluid, they, they uh, replaced it with stem cells, and they told me, you might feel these effects for the next 24 hours. Headache, like um, deep headache, um, fever. You might feel achiness all around your body. And I felt exactly everything. And it was for a period of 23 hours. After that, it was completely gone. Not 24 hours, 23. 23, <laughs> 23, yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, so I have a question. Did you have any areas on your body that like, you had basically like kissed goodbye prior to, really? Cause I, I, he, cause I have an ankle. That is done, dude. Like I mean, it's he got barely has that angle. Barely. Really? Like, they want to take it out and fuse it because there's no cartilage left. And Tony Robbins, who we had on the show, is a, a big stem cell guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, dude, before you do that, I want you to try stem. So, like, now hearing it from you again, too, like, it, it, I really want to. So, everybody that, that I hear speak about stem cells and that have tried it is always positive. I've never heard anything negative from it. But uh, uh, my knee, my knee is, I probably had, like, 13 or 14 surgeries oh my God. like constant every other year i would snap my ligament my knees already come bone on bone on, from the inside come on, yeah that's insane crazy so to to be able to wake up just pain free every morning is fucking crazy now on top of that to be able to go in the ring and perform at the level that i'm performing I'm like what's going on here why 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 is it so good why is it so fluid watching you live is one of the most <laughs> insane things i've ever seen because when i started to get actually in the WWE universe, I started paying attention more to the matches and, and, and Ray, the things you do are insane. Like you're, 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 you're a high flyer. You take out the biggest guys and you're doing all these crazy flips and tricks. What's the, what's the practice of those actually look like? Like, are you, are you in a, a training facility, like doing these crazy twist flips and hurricane Rana's on dudes? Now that I get older, if I want to try something new, I kind of simulate it. Okay. and kind of walk through it but back in the day like and that's the one thing that i've always believed that has made me stand out i've always been very creative with my moves and especially in the time that i that i broke in nobody was was doing things like i was doing so um i would kind of visualize it and if it was possible let's do it never rehearse it what never rehearsed it yeah just send it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it out there. This is the craziest industry. <laughs> Put ever. it out there. Yeah. It, everyone's answer is the exact same to that. No one, <laughs> no one like practices anything. They just go and do it. They're like, if you're gonna get hurt, you don't want to get hurt practicing it. Get hurt doing it. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is crazy. Getting hurt sucks. Yeah, no. You're it does. talking about 13 surgeries on your knee. Like, I know. like, I, man, if I get injured, I'm incredibly demotivated. Like, I'm crushed. Yeah. Basically, like, how can you go through that time and time and time again and step back into the ring knowing likely. You're gonna get injured again. Believe it or not, during that time when I've had my surgeries, the grind was just so heavy. We'd come home for one day. We'd come home on a, on a Wednesday per se, uh, rest Thursday, and then Friday back out. So there was really no time to rest. So when you got hurt, you would take that like, oh shit, I got some time off now. This oh, is good. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is good. I get to chill, I get to relax, okay. I get to recoup, you know, charge my body up again and be with the family. So that I, I had that uh, that uh, flip side to it yeah like your like your son for example dom mm -hmm. dominic mm -hmm. that's a that's been an interesting relationship to watch yeah the past uh you know especially, especially recently i hate it ray yeah i was just <laughs> interested. i hate it. Curious I, to I, see I, what no no i hate it when i saw dom turn heel because you know the dom that i know 
is the Dom that I wrestled at WrestleMania last year. Yeah, it's just crazy. A, just a sweet boy, you know, Dom. He's, he's he was Punk respectful after the match, and then all of a sudden now he's turned into. He's, he's out of control. He's, he's out of control. Dude. Very true. He's turning on his Very family. True. He's talking. See, I was talking to his mom, his mother. Crazy. So crazy. Has so, so. Dom taken it too far, <laughs> dude? Because like I don't, I, I, I get it, but also it hurts me to right. to, to, to see this father son tribulation right. happening in front. Well, of you me you also can you also have some of it in I, your own. I was about to ask yeah. you how are you, how are you with your parents? I whoop my dad's ass. Right. Like I'll re on the regular. Well, you know, show him who's really boss. Right, right. And it's not him; it's me. See, and you're you're, put, you're putting uh, <laughs> shit on Dominic's <laughs> mind. If he's listening to this, he's like, oh shit. My, my, Greg Paul is fuming at home right now. <laughs> he's gonna throw you down the Greg steps. Paul's, the steps. Greg Paul's watching this podcast. Like, you guys have a great relationship, though. Fantastic relationship. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. It's great, and but it wasn't always great, which is maybe why I kind of relate to what's happening right now with mm -hmm. you and Dom and it, and it affects me a little more. Like it always, it hasn't always been great. And we have our, our trials and tribulations, right. but, but my dad and I, one thing in my life that I can do behind the scenes is argue with my parents. Yeah. You know, everything else is public, but that's the one thing I'm doing behind the scenes. <laughs> you and Dom, well, Dom to you anyways, is doing everything so publicly. Yeah. Was that, a, is this, I, I guess I'm just wondering how this came about and, and where your head is at in the in the beef it, it came from uh, a bit of jealousy from my son but he knows man i've given him everything like the lifestyle that i wish i would have had as a kid you know but uh at the end of the day right now when you said it was just a phase that we went through i'm hoping this is just a phase that dom and i dom, are going you know through. what dom's in his emo phase <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a phase mom. mom has he ever said that no he hasn't <laughs> he might now it's not a phase dad no, nah, he's in love. He's in love with that Raya. Oh wait, is that is that a thing? Are you like keeping up with him, or have you like disowned him? Man, I've caught him a couple times. What is that? I don't want to say. Well, I don't want to say you anything. Know? Oh, nah, I just keep it to myself. Can we? Can wait, wait, no, <laughs> but, but but you you struck him. You struck Dom this Hit last the week. Shit out of him, man. And he ducked too. I was going for the eye, and he put his head down. Well, it was about time. He was talking. He was talking smack to his mom and his sister. Like he just. I don't know, man. At what? All right. He was, he was from a very young age, a mama's girl, mama's boy. So but yeah, mama's boy. All, all, like always, he didn't like to hang out with me. He always stuck around mom. Mom, 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 always. So uh, to see him, I, I get it if he wants to be like that with me. But when I see him act like that with his sister, well, you know, brother and sister always bump heads constantly. Has it gone too far? Like when is it too far? Like it really makes me, it really makes me sad, dude. I, I don't want to see Dom just trashing you. So maybe every I, week, maybe I put a uh, my mask on the line against his hair, and which is some lucha culture. And if I lose, I take my mask off. And if he loses, he shaves his hair off. No way. That might be interesting. Like you think he would he do it? But he talks a lot of crap. So why not? Wait, is that, back it up. Is that happening? No, but I will pitch it out. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll challenge him straight up. See if I lost my hair, I don't think it'd come back. <laughs> you can I go think to you can go to Turkey. I'll go to. I mean, yes, yeah, go to I went to it's, Turkey. It's, it's not that expensive either. No, you get it done yeah, real cheap yeah. there. Right. <laughs> Smile at Clay. But but you guys have a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. So we'll already know the results, but man, I hope. I just hope that feud ends. I think a father and a son should be. 
I really United. do. Yeah, right? I really do. I also, I also least, want the audience to come back around. He just, I don't, I don't like him as a heel, dude. I, I do. Actually. He's like, he, it's, it's he's, just. I think he's really good. He's as such a heel. sweet guy, dude. And yeah, like, but he's just watching him get trashed by everybody. Yeah, like but hard he's to good watch. as a heel, dude. He's oh, a, no, good. He's at a dick sure. as a heel. He's like, good. He's so good. to see his character come out now and to have seen him grow up for the past twenty three years is like, where is this fucking person coming from? Yeah, like it's. It's just, I've never seen that in him. So he is a dick as a heel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, now that I'm in the WWE, I'm also in a video game, I guess. If you've never played a WWE game before, this is the one to play. WWE 2K23 is back even stronger. It is the highest rated sports game of the year. Here's some news. I'm in the game, which is sick. And I have a character rating of 84 on the main roster. It doesn't really even seem that great. It doesn't. It doesn't. And you know what? Nah, because, I, okay, so this is like a sponsored ad read, but I'll just say it right now. Bad Bunny has the same rating as me. Nah, come on. What's good? I'm, he is one of the greatest. Enter- no, he is. He is. He's a, he's a phenomenal performer, but I've been wrestling, bro. Frog splash. <laughs> I've been yeah. frog splashing, bro. I tore my MCL, and he got the same rating as me. I'm just saying, just, just double check, because I don't know if that... That's fair to me, man. <laughs> Anyways, the shoot day for the commercial was awesome. We couldn't be prouder to feature Edge and Rey Mysterio on Impulsive this month. For Edge, you could relive his title defense against Cena at SummerSlam 06 as part of the Showcase Matches feature. And Rey has two main models in WWE 2K23, current Rey, and the return of the highly popular Rey Mysterio Jr. from Halloween Havoc 97. And John Cena, our favorite, is featured on the cover for all editions, celebrating his 20 years in the business. The 2K Showcase, the franchise's story mode, which is focused on John Cena this year, takes on an unprecedented twist and flips the script, putting players in the shoes of Cena's toughest competitors over his 20-year WWE career. Players will play against John Cena instead of as John Cena, highlighting different strategies and play styles in each match, all with the goal of defeating the man who will never give up. WWE 2K23 out now. Back to with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The show. There was a Royal Rumble <coughs> where you entered second, right? For those of you who don't know the Royal Rumble. Uh, uh, you entered second, 30 guys come out, and you, it's basically elimination, process of elimination. You entered second and you won. You beat 27 people. That was incredible. That was like, was that the moment that Rey Mysterio came on the map as a real contender? I think that was the moment that the fans really wanted to see something happen for Rey Mysterio. Mm. And and unfortunate, but it was right after Eddie had just passed. Mm. Eddie passed in November. And shortly after, you know, talking January, Royal Rumble happened. And for some reason, the fans would see Eddie through me, you know, and that was a connection that, that I made with the fans during that phase. And it was, it was such a cool thing, man, because uh, Eddie and I were very, very tight. And I wish you would have had a chance to work with him. You would have enjoyed working I, with him. I, I, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. I've heard yeah. that so many times. And all I can watch now are like clips of him. Yeah. Um, 
and man, he was, I mean, so talented, right? Yeah. And I, I was don't, obviously don't know what he was like behind the scenes, but. Even a better person. Really? More in the ring. Yeah. One of those, huh? Yeah, one of those guys. Dang, man. Yeah. Really cool. But yeah, that was, that was a, it was a turning point for me in my career. You know, that's when I got the recognition of, of being one of the top dogs in the company. And I felt really good. I felt, I felt honored and, and a lot of pressure that the ball was being handed to me and I had to run with it now. Is that, is that the only thing that like changed after Eddie's passing? Like, was there anything else that you, how did that, how did that affect your, your entire like thoughts about your career as well as like life in general? Um, because it wasn't an accidental death, it was personal. Something happened with him. He had a uh, heart attack. You know, it, it, it doesn't affect you with the perspective of, of, oh shit, it might happen to me. If something would have happened to him in the ring, that's when really things get scary. But because it was, uh, it was a death that was outside of the ring, it just, it affected all of us very, very much, man. It was, he was a vibe of the locker room constantly, you know? And then when he was gone, it was like, we felt like something was always missing. And still to this day, even though we have a new generation on board, he was just such a great uh, teacher and such a great person, great heart. Do you wanna hear a wild story? Um, in our match, when I went up to the top rope for the first time and I did the- Shimmy? The shimmy. Yeah. That's that's the Eddie Guerrero, right? And I think that was the first time I, I just remembered him and, and did this move. And it was the first time I felt the entire crowd react to something I was doing in a way, in a way that just lit everyone up. Yeah. And then went right into this move. So it's crazy how, you know, I didn't know Eddie. And I'm I've been turned on to his stuff recently, but it's crazy how someone can have that type of impact yeah. years 20, later with someone who did, didn't even like know him like, yeah. at all. And yeah. I, 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 I like channeled, channeled him. Yeah. And to this day, he's still able to have that, that type of effect on 60,000 people yeah, watching. It's insane, man. Um, Eddie, uh, I think what's really cool is that the fans know when you have talent and recognize it. And of course, just like the style of wrestling has changed throughout the years, the evolution, you know, fans change too, you know, and from seeing the bigger guys, you know, doing just power moves. Now they were getting into watching uh, some Lucha style ma um, matches mm. with mass and you name it, you know. So the game was changing overall, WCW, then WWE. When Eddie got that break in WWE, it's like, oh, wow. He just, he captured just an entire fan base off of that. And he became the king, man. Yeah. Nah, he's so good. <laughs> is there is there anything uh, that you still do like now to kind of like continue on his legacy, or even anything like behind the scenes, like that you that you continue to carry from him, like in your life, like? But I always, before I hit the ring, I always send out a prayer, and I always ask for his protection, you okay. know, with the Lord. Yeah, so it, it's really it's cool to know, and and even when when I walk out, you know, fans still see that attachment. After so many years have passed, you know, I'd never been to his grave until uh, a couple years, uh, 19, I believe we did a uh, Royal Rumble in Phoenix. And that was the first time I went to his grave and oh my God, it hit. And I just never wanted to go. I wanted to remember him, mm. how I remember, how wet he was, you know, but it was, it was very uh, heartbreaking, man. And, and 
the more I think about him, the more I miss him. So I just keep him in my heart mm. constantly and just take life day at a time. I'm sure a lot of people share that sentiment. Yeah. Does it does it make you like proud? I guess last question on it, like to to see how important and impactful his life has been and how it continues to impact the organization as well as the lives of the fans and knowing that someday obviously yeah, inevitably you right. will have a, a similar impact and a lasting legacy in this world that's crazy i never put it that way but uh i know that for a fact dominic was seven years old when we did the the storyline for the custody of, Do of dominic you know that yo. was that, that was crazy yo, yo. you remember seeing that yeah <laughs> Okay. 2005. Uh, would that be allowed in this era? I don't see why not. That, that, that was insane. These guys were battling for the custody of his child. I, in front you, of the world. If you've never, if you've never seen it, check it out. Yeah. But just the story leading into it, that, you know, Eddie's, Eddie's character was just so passionate, man. And he, he, if he had to be a bad guy, he would turn into the most baddest bad guy. And if he had to be a good guy, he was uh, the greatest good guy ever. But, I truly believe that because of that moment of having Dom around for a couple months and traveling with me and, and doing angles in the ring, uh, shooting promos backstage, vignettes, I think that kind of sparked the, the passion within Dom. And then we kind of drifted away. So I actually thought that Dom didn't want to be a part of this world until the day came where he asked me, Dad, I want to see if I can break in. But I think that was due to the connection he had with Eddie and myself, you know, so that that's how deep Eddie brings you into this world. You've mentioned WCW a lot, and then y'all got absorbed into the WWE universe. Was there was there any major differences that you felt when uh, WCW was acquired? Yeah, um, WCW was mainly focused on the talent that was already made. Like it was very hard for them to to visualize or to create new talent, yeah. new superstars, yeah. which is something that WWE has always done. You know, uh, marketing wise, the mask was never marketed in WCW the way it should have been. We would have made a lot of money. And- uh, talk, You talk about like uh, the merch? Merch, yeah, portion they, of it? they never sold masks in WCW. Oh, wow. You know, which is crazy. And, you know, you talk about video games back then, uh, Nintendo 64, that, that was like the shit back then. Everyone was playing it yeah. everybody loved the WCW versus NWO, but uh, that's the big, big comparison with WWE is like, they know how to move things. And they know they how to do numbers. everything. Yeah. They know, they're one of the most like nimble, adept organizations that I've ever worked with. I mean, I guess it makes sense. They're a multi-billion dollar company right. and media conglomerate, but man, they're so good. What kind of numbers are you running on that merch? Has that, has, has that mass made you rich? <laughs> you go you buy a ray mysterio mask what sucks is i don't get any cut off of it when they sell them in mexico so if you ever go to mexico don't buy them down there because i'm not getting any commission oh. out there. <laughs> they, oh. they sell it freely yeah, yeah i guess i guess that's the which is crazy right yeah no control but but, that, but i don't mind that you know cease and desist brother <laughs> i'm i'm so down like with the people that are trying to make money for a living that I've been to places like in Cancun and and they might recognize me and I'll end up signing like a couple masks that they have hanging up there. And yeah. Oh, they okay. might make a little bit more money on it, you know. Okay. okay. Do you Same. get down do you get down there often? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Wait, where, where are you from? Uh, Born in San Diego. In San Diego. Okay. And grew up in Tijuana. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says here, um, in 1997, you were dating Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> About a week. <laughs> no, it's just completely false, but funny. What did you What did you think about? That was all crazy. That? National Enquirer, remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I, they they, just, the that, actual context of it, they just they just they put just it on. threw it out there. Just a know, random dude. That's crazy. Fun. That, I'm sorry, that's funny. Fun crazy. Like, dude, they just picked two. They're like, yo, who is it this week? <laughs> they're like, all right, we got it. Ray Mysterio, Jed Aniston. Dude, what do you guys think? We like it. Yeah, run it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> like, dude, what? Was that like your? Was that like a? A little taste of like that kind of mainstream side of things. Would you would you ever want to be in that world? No, not really. It's so yeah, weird, right? Yeah. I like having my privacy, man. I'm very low key. You know, um, and when I chill with my family, I don't I don't like to get mugged or or be signing shit. Like even when I vacation a lot, um, I get mobbed sometimes so much by by the staff of the hotel and the hotel is taking care of us. But sometimes it gets a little too much, I, which I don't mind when I'm working. But when right. I'm on my time off, the the, the staff stuff, <coughs> I've because uh, I'm like you, I'll take a picture with anyone. I love I love mm-hmm. talking to my fans. Like if I'm rushing through the airport and I'm going to miss a flight, probably not. But like the staff stuff in certain areas yeah. can, can get like like okay, uh, they help you take your bags to your room. Right, right. you're in your room. You just got there chilling, and, and the bag person's like, "Yo, do you mind if we get a picture?" You've I'm been like, flying for fourteen I'm hours. Bro, I'm in my room. Yeah. Finally, please, I got you when I come down. But that's the side effects of fame, man. It and is. But, but without your mask, I, I would I would assume it's a little more chill. It is until they they recognize they, they me. The dots. Yeah, and and usually like when I vacation with the family, it's hard to not recognize certain tattoos that yeah. really spot me out. Yeah, you know. In Mexico, it's that Mexican tattoo across my stomach. As soon as they see that, they pray. Are people but, are people surprised by like your stature or the way your face looks? Or like I I was I was excited question, to see man. what you look like. That's a great you question. You know, when I was first coming in here. Yeah. So when I was breaking into the business, I felt very intimidated being around the locker room just because I was so fucking tiny. I was like five one. Not, not like I've grown so much after then. Five one, about 115, 20 pounds. And, you know, it, I just felt like shit because constantly the other uh, wrestlers would stay on me. Bro, you got to gain some weight. You got to work out. You got to eat. You got to drink beer. Anything to fucking put some weight on. Beer. <laughs> so so that, was, that was a thing going on for me up until probably when I lost my mask. You know, because I would... Every now and then, hear comments from front row in WCW. Oh, I can whoop his ass. Oh, you know, okay. which, which is crazy. But now, that's completely thrown out the window. Like, there's a, a sign of respect to a T with everything. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's bound to happen when you become like a legend like yourself. I think, I think definitely, people, you got to respect people. It. Look otherwise, at you. otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You're gonna look like a dumbass. But they, yeah. but they weren't always. So this Scott Hall and Kevin Nash thing, dude. Mm-hmm. Do you hate those guys still nah, to this day? Cool people, man. You sure? Love, love them, yeah. Because they were like, dude. NWO was like, they were almost like, it was like MAGA at the time, dude. Yeah. Like they just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, they just took your two gringos, took your mask, bro. That's like, you got no bad blood. No, not not at all. If anything, uh, you know, it happened. It happened, but. Again, that phase of, of my career lifted me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I became a different person. Now, 
I'd never wrestled without a mask. And I was like, fuck, this is gonna feel weird, man. Now they're gonna see my face. But uh, it just felt so natural. My talent is is in the ring, for sure. It, it's not the mask. So I just felt very comfortable doing what I was doing. And again, to, to recreate Rey Mysterio into a giant killer, I was like, man, this is cool. Mm. I, got, I can wrestle the big guys now. I don't have to be doing a lot of shit. You know, now I just gotta do one or two cool moves. Get the pin. One, two, three. Mm. Yeah. It's also just like another one of those like symbolic parts of your life where something that at the time you're looking at is like such a bad thing and like you're pissed off about yep. turns into something great. Do you have a do you have any other instances in your life of failures that ended up just like teaching you something or just being turning into something that that changed your life for the better? So uh during my big run in, in WWE and after so many surgeries, I got fucking hooked on painkillers for a very long time. And my wife caught me one time, we were on vacation. She she saw that I uh, was just out of it completely. So she gave me an ultimatum. She goes, uh, so when we get back home, you can either take your pills or you can take your family, you choose. And oh, that, that really opened me up, man. And it made me a stronger person because I remember getting back home to San Diego, flew to TV the next day, spoke to Vince, and I told him, boss, uh, I need to check myself in. You know, um, I need some time off. He was cool with it. He was like, it takes a man to fucking uh, man up to, to what you're doing. So so that that was a big life changer for me, you know, and different perspective of life and, and the appreciation of family. And the support of my wife, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, she's been there from day one. A Went to my first match. A real day one. <laughs> dating, yes. Oh that's my crazy. gosh, that's yeah. that is so cool. Crazy. Yeah. Man, that support system is so important. Yeah. And, and, and <coughs> I'm so happy for you that you have someone like that in your life, especially when you have the lifestyle that you have now, it's so important to know who you can trust. And I imagine that wasn't easy for her either oh, to no. give you that ultimatum, right? You don't wanna, you wanna, put that on on someone you love but you were really going through it yeah it, it was bad it was bad like, yeah it was bad and and to be able to recognize it and and check yourself in and put everything aside and move on with your life to a a positive note you know it was it was uh it was crazy it, i really enjoyed that phase of my life because i i learned so much of what not to do yeah did you how long did you go inpatient for uh, i was there for 30 days how much so I, as someone else who's been through yeah. inpatient rehab and i've never told the story either i, I was gonna the first ask time. yeah I, that's amazing never told it, yeah. i was gonna yeah. ask you that i never told the story yeah. that's you you uh, I, I talk about mine more than some <laughs> want to hear but i try to talk about it as much as possible but you you gotta really understand how big of an impact you have when you when you show people who are uh in your audience and fans of you that you've gone through that type of thing and made it out to the other side i mean yeah. it's so important yeah. and so impactful for you to tell that story thank you for telling yeah, that no, story no, no, oh, that's man. amazing it, uh another thing that was really big to me was my kids were young dominic was maybe 10 years old 12 you know my daughter was very young so to see them walk into visiting uh ground on sundays it was just crazy like it really hit me at that point like those were the best doing, man yeah yeah why am I even in here? I right. shouldn't be in here. Yeah. So one, t so you went through it one time, and then after that, that was it. I was going to say, yeah. do, you, do you have to watch that demon at all? No, nope. rearing its ugly head. No, no, it's crazy. I was, I was really bad prior, but once uh, I eliminated all that toxic mindset, clean. 
I feel like the painkillers with wrestlers. Especially back then, it was heavy. Yeah, I, this isn't the first time I've I've heard that mm. that addiction like creep up on you. Yeah, I uh, I try to avoid um, the prescribed painkillers right. that they give me mm. after each surgery. Right, solely for that reason. Like I, I'll I'll deal with the pain even if it hurts, just because I have an addictive personality and I know right. I don't want to. It's like slippery ass slope, yeah. dude. I think I think people are like also learning a lot about that space by way of what's going on in america and like obviously it's just become just such a massive problem and so people are starting to look at opiates and painkillers a little bit differently i mean there was a time you know 20 years ago where you know you stub your toe and they're like here's oxycontin yeah you know Dang. and and Come now back and see me next week exactly exactly <laughs> and now pain and and pain tolerance and tr pain treatment yeah. and the way that it's looked at has changed so dramatically thank god yeah. because a lot of people won't have to go through like what you and i went through which yeah. was just having to battle that and a lot of times battle it in a in a silo until you told yeah. someone you were battling that demon by yourself and that's the worst part of it yeah. is not having anyone to be able to talk to about it and being embarrassed or shamed or yeah. you know feeling like there's some sort of stigma and that's why these conversations are important bro like you don't even you don't even realize that you just yeah. opening up and talking about that right mm -hmm. there like somebody watching this episode is probably going to go talk to their family that's about it now you know what i'm saying like you really just impacted somebody's yeah. life by telling that story yeah, so continue so, to do that thank you thank yeah. you so after i had uh after i went to rehab probably 3 years later i ended up getting another surgery and it was probably the worst one of all and <clears throat> i remember i was in mad pain what was the uh uh i tore my acl i uh, strained my MCL. They said pretty much my knee was was dangling by one thread. Uh, so it was pretty bad. I remember I wrestled in San Diego that night and uh, we were the main event. I was wrestling uh, Alberto Del Rio. And first two minutes of the match, I felt it snap. Uh, and I was like, ah, shit, I'm fucked up, I'm fucked up. I'm like, nope, let's, let's go home, let's take it, I'm, that's it. And I was like, no, 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 let's keep going. We kept rolling. But then afterwards, I probably damaged it more. Yeah, for sure. The 10, 12 minutes that, that I stayed in the ring. Oh, my God. Had the surgery, came home, and doctor gave me painkillers. And I took one, and throughout the night, because they had to drill two holes on uh, my, my knee. And I remember it was the worst pain I've ever felt from the surgeries that I've had yeah. in the past. And I would tell my wife, no, I'm not going to take anything. I'm not going to take anything. You know, and uh, controlled my pain as much as I could until she said, you know what, I can't stand watching you like that. So it was pretty bad. I remember I was bawling out with so you, pain. So you did, you did take she, she actually had them, so she controlled everything. Okay. But I, I didn't want to take them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's always such a tricky thing because I've been through yeah, that a couple times yeah. after. Like, I got hit by a car when I was riding my bike <laughs> in 2013, wow. and I had to go into the emergency room, mm -hmm. and, you know, I was, I had a, was in a, horrible concussion and i had road rash all over my body wow. and they're like dude like what are you doing and i'm like i can't i can't take anything right but the thing about it that it it kind of makes you feel like a warrior like you it you does. you, <laughs> you like push so hard and you're yeah. like dude i i know that anyone else in my shoes would take the painkillers because yeah. you shouldn't yeah. be feeling like this ever but you just you like try to invoke that like yeah. warrior mentality and like push through it dude. that's exactly how but I you probably knees are knees suck dude man is that the worst? Is our knees the worst injury, dude? Well, I've never had any other injury besides my knee. Oh, like okay. my well, I tore my bicep, uh, but it wasn't as bad. Uh, my knee has been like the worst injury out They're of terrible. thirty-four years of being in the business. Oh, like, so that's good then. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, knees are knees are bad. Ankle, my so when I did my first stem cell treatment in in Colombia, my ankle was fucked up. 
and they shot up some stem cells in the ankle. The space is just so narrow and tiny that my ankle just went. Any leg stuff in general just sucks. Yeah. I, I, because if you do something with your arms or like neck, you, you at least you can walk. You can still right. get somewhere. Yeah. I find that like, I don't know, with leg stuff, standing, walking. It's all your weight. I know. It's your full body. That's why ankle. So and, what's wrong with your ankle? So I, I shattered it in 2008 mm -hmm. uh, because some kids tried to rob me. And uh, <laughs> I broke like every bone in it. Huh. Like I broke uh, the both bones and then like the radial. Mm -hmm. So they had to put uh, screws and plates in it. Sure. And I also gained like 80 pounds after mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. I was getting off uh, drugs. Yeah. And- all that weight, huh? So much weight on yeah. it that it, it it ground down all the cartilage. So mm -hmm. there's just no cartilage left in my ankle. Mm -hmm. wow. And so it's just, but when I wake up in the morning and get out of bed, it's from the first step I take until it's the last step of the day, it's just pain, 10 out of 10 pain all day long. 100%, you should definitely get some stem cells. I gotta go. So you don't have any cartilage? No on cartilage, your, on your zero, dude. It's gone. It's, it's pretty much similar to the knee. You know, you don't have cartilage in your knee and, and it starts grinding. Exactly. You know, uh, probably the ankle might be worse, worse. because the, most of the weight goes straight down there. But uh, I truly feel that stem cells will kick you out right yeah, away. Go. Yeah, I'll go. yeah. So you what, got what, why have you pushed it back? Uh, I don't know, I, because every, the thing about the medical world that's weird is like for every opinion that pushes you one way, there's a, a differing yeah, opinion. Course. And that's actually one of the toughest things about like health, mental health, physical health mm -hmm. and everything is like, there's never really like a, a real playbook. One doctor has this opinion, the other one has a different. So I've had some doctors say like, you have to get fusion where they remove the ankle joint and just fuse the, the bone to the, the leg bone to the foot. Right. And you lose all vertical motion on your foot which and ankle, is which is insane. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. But then like, you know, Tony and you now have said like, go get stem. So I'm gonna look mm -hmm. into it. Now that Tony show was a long time ago too. I know, so I you, did you nothing. Better, yeah, <laughs> I did exactly. Nothing. That's the, what are you waiting I'm for? I'm a bit of a procrastinator yeah. too. Dude. Yeah, what uh, are you waiting for? Well, we're just always doing shows and like, I'd Monday through we, Sunday, we should make a trip. <laughs> we should make a trip. We should make a trip to Colombia and do a. We'll do a show there. I'll tell you. I'll, do a, I'm sure there's a that actually would be a great show. Have you been show. to Colombia? I have not. I no. Medellin is beautiful, man. I I, that was my first time. I didn't know what to expect. You know, you hear the Pablo yeah. Escobar yeah, stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get there like, wow. This yeah, place. but it's like a valley. Beautiful. Okay, so I, I I figured it'd be really pretty, mm -hmm. and I thought about going a lot, mm -hmm. but recently. Jake's boxing coach yep. went mm -hmm. BJ and got shot in the fucking leg. Arm robbery. Really? Arm robbery at a traffic light. Yeah. They came up to the, to his side window. Did this make the news? I don't know. Just, no one's talking Wait, about it. Besides, besides BJ, who's like laughing about it in the hospital. He's like, man, it's all going to be good. Like, no, no, dude, you got shot in the leg. <laughs> and he only got shot in the leg because I think he like deflected the gun. And Hit his thigh. Like I like, heard about this story. That's why I'm asking if it, if it made the no, news. No, I, 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 no one even, no one's talking about that's it. That's crazy. It's it's wild. But, so. but that's, but Pete, I want to make sure we like talk about this for a second because people go there all the time and they have great trips there. I mean, I have right. friends that go there and Cartagena and mm -hmm. all these Cartagena's other. beautiful, yeah, right? Beautiful yeah, beautiful cities. Bro, I Columbia. have friends that go there too. Wait, you had shot. one, it's one you incident. Got shot. It was an isolated <laughs> incident. Now, what part of Colombia? His thigh. <laughs> no, what's no I don't think I think it was, I think it was like Bogota, Medellin. Medellin. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but Medellin looks, so, Medellin looks so so I, chill. Man. I think he was wearing his watch around. Okay. You know. Okay. Nice Temptation. Yeah. Down and yeah. shit, dude. <laughs> no, he was. De he's definitely track. He said. Yeah. 
But damn, man, I'm not trying to catch a straight of the thigh. <laughs> it's a podcast I need my thighs story. for walking. Podcast story. True, make a sick story. Put it in the All post. right, so then we also can just do it. There's other countries that do it. Uh, Tijuana. I just went to Tijuana. Yeah, Tijuana, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, then you're talking about the same type of shit. I mean, you guys have <laughs> You guys have been dealing with a lot of. Not if you go of, with Ray. If you yeah, if you roll with me, we're good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Step some voice trip. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, I love. I gotta say, I love. I love Mexico. Yeah. I, t- I talked to Kev about it. Kev's our our in house uh, Mexican representative right here. <laughs> Any particular said, city? <laughs> so funny. You know, he's we were just from, he's from about, Guadalajara. Yeah, my parents are from Guadalajara. Yeah. You know, so there's a little connection there. Yeah. I I, I love I love the cult. I love yeah. the culture, the food, and and you know, like obviously as a as a, a gringo that mm. goes there, you know, like I I go to to the you know predictable places yeah of I've, course i've spent a lot of time in cabo mm. but I, I i would like to see more of the country because it's just it's just such a rich culture dude. yeah kevin yeah. makes us agua chile every oh, every fight yeah. night man I watch chile. it's famous green it's, or red uh verde. verde yeah green, green. Yeah. Verde, yeah the kid the the, the, the shrimp like cooks in the lime juice. Yeah, I didn't you know that. There. You yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, he explained to me like the acid. It's very, very. Wait, good. so wait, so what's the difference between that and like a ceviche? Uh, I want you guys cut in a butterfly. Got it. Got it. Uh, Dude, I love all that yeah. stuff. It's a tradition. Yeah. It's it's tradition. I gotta try that. I want you If you go if you go to Cabo, they won't bother you at the hotel. Some of the hotels there, they won't bother you. So I I spent uh, a New Year's in Cabo twenty right during the pandemic. Do you remember? And. Uh, which spot it was? I, I went to the Hard Rock. Got it. Hard Rock in, in Cabo. Got it. Um, we usually stay at a at a uh, at a resort, and uh, people were cool, man. Yeah. People were really cool. Just the weather wasn't what I expected uh, yeah. for for being in a in a beautiful place like Cabo. <laughs> it was actually chilly. It was cold. It does right? get cold because yes. of the wind. There's yes. so much wind there. And yeah. It, Cabo's weird because you can't like. People would think they would go there to beach and swim, but you can't really swim there because no. it's so rocky yeah. and, and and windy. It's like you as soon as you walk in the beach, it's like deep right away, right? Yeah, it drops. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like but sharks Can- and shit. Yeah, Cancun is where I spend most of my time. And and just last year, or actually, we uh, celebrated this year in uh, Dominican Republic, Punta Cana. Dr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. I haven't been there yet either. Well, shit, Ray. You have an amazing life. You've done it all. WWE Hall of Fame this weekend. <laughs> I think that's all we got for you, but I'm excited for your match. Hopefully, you beat Dom's ass. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. We'll, we'll see, man. I, when you enter the WWE Hall of Fame, finally, what what kind of emotions do you think that's going to bring up in you? It still really hasn't hit in. I mean, so this is something that that I that you desire as a as a superstar. Yeah. Oh, I hope one day, man, they induct me. I hope one day I get to be part of that legendary uh lineup that they have and like it's crazy to me that it came to me while i'm still active and not even in plan of retirement so that's i'm truly honored man this is a blessing i i could not ask for anything more in this lifetime because as a kid growing up you know i went through my struggles i grinded it out i left my house at the age of 17 to to follow my dream, my career, wrestling. And then doors just started opening up, you know, and I was making it through in different phases of my life and and different uh, countries until I hit the top of the top, WWE. And now you think, okay, what's what's next here? World title, shared the ring with my son, became tag team champions, like all the accolades that you can possibly imagine are already there. 
the last one mm. hall of fame so and cool. now it's here so it's like mom I'm, I'm so cool truly blessed man congrats yeah, dude. Thank you, dude. seriously amazing, congrats bro. thanks for coming on our show bro thank, you're thank you guys. massive hey. inspiration for everyone stem cell stem cells all together all three of us together ray mysterio ladies and gentlemen if you have not seen this man wrestle make sure you watch him wrestle it is it is unlike anything you've ever seen before uh we got edge coming up next i mean that was an episode a good one too i wasn't expecting him to get whoa there's a man. Should we pretend like should we pretend like he's still here? No, like, I think this I think it's all right to be. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's me. <laughs> all right, it's look, great left. This was gonna be a double episode with Rey Mysterio and Edge, two legendary wrestlers, but we were just thinking, like, that's a standalone. Dude, he I delivered think. so much yeah. just incredible value. Yeah, he's right? still here. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your tats? Boy, right? I got it. Uh that's Kevin. But uh yeah, thanks for watching this episode, guys. If you're not subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.